We keep hearing explosions in the distance. And the fun thing about living in apocalyptic America is wondering, is that guns or fireworks or men blowing up things for fun? This is the After Disaster Broadcast, created by J.J. Ranvier. Hello, fellow survivors. Joe Prendergast here with an update. My first since the racetrack and everything. We're all doing our best to cope. Elliot has made several reusable pads. Scout has had an alarming uptick in how many squirrels she's been killing catching. And, um, I'm just fine. It's terrible, but with all the stuff with Elliot's injury, and I asked Scout if we could just wait to tell the others about the message. Wait till the right time, because cause timing is key at the end of the fucking world. I'm not... Uh. Anyway, Jihun is coping with everything else. This time it's having us stop by another airport... She wanted to actually go in one of the planes this time, and so we spent maybe a a little bit too long letting her yank on the airplane door to try and get it open before Scout just threw her axe into one of the windows, shattered it, and crawled inside. Okay, I make it sound like Scout just very easily broke this window, but it really, it it took her three times to shatter the window, each time Jihun getting the most distraught I've ever seen her, which really just means that she says, please don't hurt it, at the same volume, but her eyebrows just go farther and farther up her face. Yeah, um, still, Scout managed to get inside with the help of us uh, boosting her up onto the wing in order for her to crawl into the window and everything. The second Jihan got inside, she went right to the cockpit. It... Is it still a cockpit if a lesbian's in it? Sorry, Dad, too. So anyway, while she was in there, we were fooling around. Oh my god, uh, not like that. Uh, just doing silly stuff. Like, Scout found a flight attendant cart, and with Elliot sitting on top, was pushing it up and down the aisles for fun, telling all the invisible passengers that they couldn't have any of the drinks because the dork on top drank them all. <sighs> I guess everyone's getting a nickname now. But when Scout dramatically waved and announced she had to bring the captain her drink. That's when the fun ended. Scout went in there and got quiet. Not Scout quiet, where she's muttering under her breath or quietly swearing. Completely silent. I had to go see what had managed to shut up Scout. Well... It was one of the buildings very close to the highway and only 
About a mile or two ahead of us, the entire top floor had been blown out. So, it looks like we tried and tried, but we've almost caught up with the Morse to it, men. Well, good thing I'm good at sleeping on planes. Location update? Still, fingers crossed, miles away from the men. I mean, nothing we can do about it now since we're back on the road. Going real slow because some of us, okay, all of us, decided to try some leftover plane snacks that... That was a mistake. <clears throat> Sheehan argued that they really weren't that bad anymore and that it had improved in the recent years. And so we believed her and tried some... But thinking back, I had the same argument for the cheap beer I drank in college. For the same reason. You start to like what you have to consume. Because you totally have to consume beer. Anyway. Oh, God, I'm... Hoping that maybe I can use this upset stomach to distract from the... They blew up part of the highway. The far fucking highway! Personal update. Trying not to take anything personally, any of their actions... And failing. Did they somehow know we were traveling on that highway, or did they just feel like screwing everyone over? Oh, okay, okay. Scout was right. I should try not to think about it. She gave me some CBT techniques to help with it. But what I still can't help but think about is the fact that we've been waiting quite a bit to hear back from her about the building we want to go hide in, take shelter in, Hiding is for people being hunted, and we're just not feeling how explosive the weather has been lately. Not thinking about it. Not thinking about it. Anyway, the thing about this building is... Well, instead of human centipede, it's architect centipede. Like, we're at one end of it. And it's like this guy made the first big old... Romanesque cathedral-y mansion-y thing got really excited and made ten connected more. And when we were running away speed, walking with haste from the explosions, we went for the first sturdy-looking building we could find. But it was run-down house after run-down house, then really, really run-down house. So we went for the former... What is this place? I'm sure that Scout is just trying to make sure it's safe to go deeper inside, not trying to find the entire oral history of this place. Because she would never, ever get distracted like that. Jesus Christ, she ended up taking an hour just to check up on the place. In her defense, it does take a whole 20 minutes to go from one end of the centipede to the other, but what about the other 40 minutes? Alright, alright, I'm not annoyed with Scout anymore for making me worried, because 
She offered to take the middle shift, which is the worst patrol shift. Mainly because she can go back to sleep anytime, anywhere. Like, asleep and snoring in 20 minutes or less. But, before we settled into bed and patrol shifts, we tried to distract ourselves with anything besides the constant exploding reminders in the distance. But eventually, talk turned to what it can always turn to when you got a group of women in MBs. Men. When we were younger, it was boys. Whether you like them or not. It was cooties, who everyone likes, who no one will admit they like. But now it's men. No longer silly or theoretical. Came about because after an explosion, Scout made a joke about how butthurt men have the loudest farts and almost slipped up and told the others about the message before I was ready. But a look for me and she started on some long, well, long for a normal person, but short for her, story about a guy she knew in college who knew the anarchist cookbook by heart and had an unfortunate crush on her. Too afraid to reject reject him, she just made jokes about how much she loved capitalism and the government until he left her alone. I looked at Jihoon, hoping for her rejection story. I think all of us have secret bets on not if, but how many men she's killed with her bare hands. But, unsurprisingly, Jihoon answered her usual short way at first with just a, I've had my dealings with men. Nothing, nothing, then a, there's a ratio of six to one men to women in the Air Force. Still didn't give a story until after Elliot gave one. Elliot told us about the fact that they hadn't rejected too many men in their lifetime. As soon as they started having an ability to cut their own hair with kitchen scissors, they had an asymmetrical bob, and that kept plenty of the boys away. They did have a story... Oh, God, of a guy borrowing their favorite book and, without asking, turning it into a will-you-date-me-blackout poem. That's gonna be a no. (sighs) But the worst, because, of course, that wasn't the worst. They had this guy friend who was a close enough friend to have a spare key to their apartment, and he used it to go in their apartment and leave flowers on the kitchen counter. I was horrified, but they were giggling when they were telling the story because their cats had eaten the flowers before they even had gotten home. I mean, I guess that makes it okay, sure. So the storytelling circle came back to Jihun. She had her pressed lip, anti-half-smile thing. But she indulged us anyway, saying how when she was out and about with her wife, I'm a lesbian, got met with requests for threesomes. Ew. But then, then, she told us about a time when she was on her own, how a man had come up and put his arm around her, and then would put his fingers back every time she gently peeled them off. So, she whipped his arm off and slammed her beer bottle on his hand. Probably, hopefully, breaking several bones. She ended it with a, if you don't know how to use your hands, you lose your hands. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. I am over this crush. Over it. Emphasis on the crush. Update. Scout just took over my shift, and I really should go to bed, but... Man, I gotta pee so bad. 
Oh, shoot, that's probably kind of TMI. I've just, I'm really tired, and I just... Are you on the ham radio while you're pissing? No, 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 I, uh... Piss or get out of the corner. Okay, I gotta find somewhere that scout won't hear me. Doing my thing. Update? I found somewhere to pee. I know, you were on the edge of your seat. But here, here, here's the thing. I, um, well, wandered pretty far. Uh, side we're staying on is clearly whatever this was converted into a hotel. Grand but decaying staircase, ugly modern carpet the color of mold, and beds with hard mattresses and flat pillows. The usual. But, uh, after finding somewhere to pee, I went what I thought was the way back. The way I came. But, uh, now I'm here. Uh, here is the part that was abandoned before what Scout calls the earth-shattering shart. Yeah, it's, it's been decaying way before that. The ceiling is caved in plenty of peeling paint, which also probably has an ample amount of lead in it. Good thing I don't have a wall-looking fetish. Not that that's a thing. Or if it's a thing, they never called into my radio show. Oh, 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 and I already found graffiti telling me curse words and saying, Sorry about your wall. <laughs> Seriously, I'm starting to feel bad about being mad at Scout for taking so long, because, um... Seriously, I, uh, uh... I lived in two cities with grids, but I really, really, I do have a good sense of direction, and... Oh... My God. That's a bed with five-point restraints. Ooh, oh... Oh, oh, oh! Either this used to be an extremely large BDSM dungeon, or, fellow survivors, we finally did it. We ended up in an abandoned mental hospital. Okay, so like, abandoned mental hospital was cool for about two seconds, and then I remembered I am lost in an abandoned mental hospital. <laughs> of course, we ended up in the gentrified, remodeled hotel part. I'm surprised they didn't turn it into 20 different escape rooms in a million-dollar condo while they were at it. I'm still in the rundown part. I'm betting those Urban Explorer videos edit out all the times they... Oh, fark. Well, that. That was the wind making a door move. It was the wind. It was definitely the wind. We'll get back to the others. Or get trapped here forever as a ghost. There's no third option. <laughs> you think you'd stop running into cliches, but I almost ran into an antique wheelchair in the middle of the hallway. I'm gonna back away slowly before it comes alive and starts wheeling towards me and...
Joe, you done pissing yet? Over. Joe, you trying to refill the Mississippi? Over. Joe, if you are trying to beat the world record for the longest piss, let me tell you, it is not worth it. I had a cousin that tried to beat the world record. We had just gotten back from the JCPenney, and we were all over at my house, and Mama was cooking beans, and we were getting a, we we're getting our family portrait at the JCPenney because Mama hadn't had one since little Benny was born, and that had been 12 years because he was 12 at the time. It was just his birthday. We had a big old cake. Um, anyways, I had a cousin that tried to beat the world record for the most toilet seats broken over his head, and he almost died, but thank God he didn't die. The Lord was with him. Um, he didn't die because he slept off that concussion for three days. Anyways, I don't think we're going to be able to get the Guinness people out at this time, so just hurry on back over here, okay? Over and out. <coughs> Fellow survivors, after reaching for the walkie-talkie, I dropped. After breathing in a huge amount of... I'm sure a best is free dust. <coughs> and still trying to yell for help anyway. <sighs> I have to accept that I am stuck in this weird hole I fell into. Well, this is cool, I guess. I already got to the acceptance stage of grief. Wait, let me try a little bit of denial. <coughs> nope. Okay, fellow survivors. I am definitely <laughs> stuck. I can't believe those stupid fucking men drove us into the stupid fucking building and now I'm stuck in this fucking... <laughs> Fuck. Right. Save my yelling for when Scout comes looking for me. Okay. I'm still waiting for Scout to come through. I can't yell, so I'm... praying, I guess. <laughs> Alright, God. No. <laughs> Never mind. Let's be real. Alright. <clears throat> Mental health hospital ghosts. Ghosts? Ghosts. <clears throat> yeah, I know you're there. If you help me out of this hole, I will. What do you give a ghost? Ghosts want closure. <laughs> we all want closure. I want closure. I have an ex who still has all of my flannel shirts. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> still. How about ghosts? If you help me out, I will go to each one of your graves and leave a nice flower there. Like, a really nice flower. No? I, I don't know. Pee on the graves of your enemies? No takers. Fine. I, I love being alone in this hole. Alone with my thoughts. Usually around the others, so I'm not used to having to think too much besides when I'm on the radio, but I'm realizing the nice thing about going and going and going is you don't have to stop and think about what's behind you or, I, I guess, what's in front of you. It's directly ahead of you. Hoping that we'd get stuck just like this. What if, 
What if one of them comes for me before Scout does? No, no, no. They were really, really <coughs> far away, but... Hey, um, it's me. <coughs> Holy shit. It's you. You found me first. <gasps> Please let me know you're okay. I'm really worried. Okay, just... I can't find you, and I really need to find you, okay? I'm coming, I promise I am coming. here for a while and you've been nothing but time wasted. I crawl again and again with a hope of hope that the thin rim of the thing, the blind rind of your lime, the sign crime of the sand in your hand that falls against itself ahead to the wall that can't crawl off and hide anymore. You can't offer disgust to the floor. He slept in himself all year long. The creak of his cracks of dirt and the smirk he wears when he pulls his pajamas on. Forget why you're here. It's easier than desire. Get me back up to the air. I'm tired of breathing under the earth with a penny gum pencil lint purse with no money. Honey is from bees and stinged me so sweet I gave you and there was no reason to give all. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, yes, I totally understand. You totally understand. No, no, Joe, you useless fucking queer. Don't start having another fucking... Oh, thank fuck. It's Scout finally here to rescue me. Scout! <laughs> Shutting still hurts. But she sounds close. Scout! Scout! Scout? Oh god, what if it... What if it isn't Scout? water <clears throat> and found out after they pulled me out of the hole I was only stuck down there for half an hour well it felt like longer okay god though we'll see how well I sleep tonight worrying about creaking footsteps and rotted floorboards and that voice on the radio I'll just have to not think about it. That's how I'm going to handle it. I'm not going to think. Anyway, I'm really, really thankful for my companions. Catch you all on the next frequency. Joe out.
Thank you for listening to the After Disaster Broadcast. This was written and produced by J.J. Ranvier. The voice of Joe Prendergast is J.J. Ranvier. The voice of Scout is C.G. Farmer. The voice of the artist is Pearl Paramadaluk. The outro person is me, Caitlin Robb. Our audio editor is Rory Strawn Mock. Enjoyed the podcast? So did we. Subscribe to keep listening to us and leave us a nice review on iTunes. It really helps. In return, email us at theafterdisasterbroadcast at gmail.com that you did, and we will send you one of our rad stickers as a thank you. Not a bribe, just encouragement. To support Joe and her journey to Chicago, please check us out at patreon.com slash theafterdisasterbroadcast, where you can get bonus content for supporting us with your money. For more on the broadcast and surviving the apocalypse, check us out on Twitter at AfterDisasterBC, or on any media that makes you feel social in this wasteland. And now, we leave you with this. Survival tip. Having trouble making friends? Create some from the household objects around you. I don't know where JCPenney came from. <laughs> this podcast has been produced in association with the Nerdalogs. To find out more about the Nerdalogs and their shows, visit www.nerdalogs.com or facebook.com slash Thanks for listening. <laughs>